Welcome to the Bread and Butter Podcast. I'm Lopez. And I'm Hwan Song. And yes, we changed our name officially from my Hwan Lo show to Bread and Butter Podcast. Hmm. Why, Lopez? Why? How many times do you want to change the name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, personally, I suggested to change the name. Not because I didn't like my Hwan Lo, but I feel that um, it's... Something, this bread and butter podcast name is something that's a little bit more relatable to our general audience. And we want our show to be as foundationally strong as the bread and butter topics that we're going to talk about weekly. Yeah, I mean, all in all, what we're going to be talking about mm, at the core of it is bread and butter issues, man. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, what's going on, man? So what happened last week? Did we, why did not, why were we absent from the podcast? Well, we were not absent, you know, because by the time we publish this we'll actually be okay but no last week was exciting right uh, I was in Vietnam and you were at Langkawi. Langkawi yeah so we were away just for a short while take a break refresh ready to come back with more uh, yeah, bread and butter issues to talk about is there anything happened interesting in Vietnam uh, oh. something is there anything notable well it was very very hot in Hanoi 38 to 40. You told me you brought your drone there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So the drone experience was wonderful. <laughs> I flew through the clouds. Yeah, which I let me show you the footage later. And uh, oh, yeah, sure. I almost lost the drone twice. <laughs> <laughs> but when I so you literally went <clears throat> to uh, the Vietnam War, so to speak, with your drone. Yeah, yes. I did. <laughs> okay. I almost lost it. But when I was trying to retrieve the drone back, amidst it being lost, that was when I filmed the best footage. So, so what does it tell you? The best things in life always come unexpected. And high risk, high return. Isn't high it? risk, high return, bro. That's such a great story, man. You know, for me, my Langkawi trip was great because it was also... I didn't expect so much from this holiday because, let's face it, lah, it's Malaysia. Although Malaysia <laughs> is truly Asia, yes, but it's just a short, short getaway, you know what I mean? Um, long story <laughs> short, the highlight of my trip was the Sunset Cruise, man. But... The, the Sunset Cruise was sort of jeopardized halfway when they started playing techno and trance music on a fucking oh, boat and joined the sunset. They were playing jazz and a bit of lounge. And then I don't know why some numb nut went to and request for this particular song. And I was like, man, we're looking at this sunset. No, we're not like in a club. Sure, there are some booze around on the yacht. But, but anyway, I choose to look at the bright side of things. Huh? So... Well, hope hope that uh, we had. I'm sure we had a refreshing break, and here we are, with our new name. Re- ready for bread and butter issues. By the way, I also took a cruise, and I actually, uh, practiced tai chi in the morning. Oh, you did. It was hilarious. Was it part of the program, yeah, or was it led by one of the senior citizens who were, or, or maybe even a tai chi master? Yeah, I was expecting some bearded guy, but it was the same assistant manager that basically welcomed us, served us uh, food. Uh, help us along the activities he basically was doing every fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw him I was shocked I was like dude so everyone has a hidden ch- hidden talent yeah right? but Maybe. it was so good I was like Halong Bay oh it's so beautiful in the morning that's awesome man that's great <laughs> but we are ready for more bread and butter issues man coming back to reality for sure so uh, one of the main topics that we're going to talk about and discuss this week is actually well, no surprise procrastination why did I want to do, do, do this uh, this week? Mainly it was because I was procrastinating my own job search seriously. 
Popeye sometimes I feel I had it enough you know and last week I every single day I started sending out job applications I was motivated I was a bit more fired up and through this process of like this one week the process was much longer trust me but this one week was a big big change personally for me I managed to went from zero applications to really researching on how I do in, in interviews how the type of companies that I want that's much more clear because I still don't know what exactly do I want in life that's fair but, but, that's, that, fair. but that's fine right as we established earlier of course so how did I go through from that few days in that one week I've learned I've discovered some things that I want to talk about and share hopefully we can listen to what you have to say about this topic as well of course I think uh, the bulk of our listeners hopefully well they will definitely have <laughs> either gone through this yeah, or yeah, currently yeah. going through this and it's a topic that not many people in Singapore really talk about yes there are professionals and uh, professional career guys out there that give you all the print and proper ways how to beat the algo driven hiring process right. kind of thing but there's a lot more uh, to this whole process than just a you know one two hour course can do and hopefully we will tackle into the nitty gritty things like. for sure for <clears> sure so man I one thing I noticed about this thing can be it can be it can apply to other tasks that you want to do in life so for me it's job search right for some people it's about how to stay on a diet or maybe how do you want to go to the gym every day and stick to a certain workout routine it can be anything right I mean even for us right I'm I'm running a full uh, full time job you yes. are currently <laughs> serving your reservist and looking for a job how do right. we sustain this podcast Exactly, so there are things that you need to do as well, right? So, how do you approach that problem for you? What did you do to overcome this procrastination? Specific to a job? It can be anything. Did did you have this problem or recently? I think maybe we can talk about the... Maybe this podcast? Okay. I think for this podcast, obviously, uh, our goal... Uh, is that we have seen our friends around us mm-hmm. with multiple issues and they are operating in silos. Silos as in they're stuck in their own head. Mm-hmm. And we know that if we share information to them, they will be out of their own silos and they will be out of the tunnel that they're walking. Or at least they'll be fast. They'll be getting out faster. So, but having said that, while the motive is strong, it's still not easy to, you know, as you know, there's a lot of logistical work, planning, staying disciplined, to meet up every week, to do the, the podcast and things like that. For, for me, of course, um, what helps is to always go back to the purpose of, what, of why I'm doing this and why I need to do this. Even though okay. after a long day of work and a long week of work, you know, I'm really tired. I can spend some time out with my friends, you know, doing drinking mm-hmm. or, but then, you know, I'm here recording. So I always try to go back to the purpose of why I need to do it. So for you, you go back to the purpose. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, I'm, I want to share some. I, I think yours is a bit more bigger picture, which is great. But I'm, I want to talk about something that um, is reiterated by Mark Manson as well. I'm not sure if you've heard of Mark Manson. For you, of course. For you guys course, yeah. who don't know Mark, Mark Manson, he's an author of this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Great title, by the way. Sutter, I'm not giving a fuck. We all should learn how to give less fucks to a lot of things in our life. But that's another podcast topic, I'm sure. <laughs> for the bread and butter issue, man. Um, he is a very, a very famous blogger and author. He 
illustrated this principle is called the do something principle so how it goes is let's talk about something very very basic as um going to the gym right because i experiencing this weekly trust me man no matter how how fit you are you still have days that you don't feel like doing anything and it's normal we're all human right that's why you look out of shame now yeah, oh my god <laughs> That, which is why I need to apply this principle more. Yes. Right. So, if you're on a bed, right, it's 7 o'clock at night, on a weekday, you just came back from work, a long day, how do you grab, drag yourself out of bed and go to the gym? A lot of demons and a lot of temptations, right? The very first thing he talks about for the do something principle is something very simple. Focus on the immediate next step. When you want to go to the gym, what do you need? You need to change into your sports attire. So, don't worry about the reps you're going to do. Don't worry about the routine. Don't even worry about what kind of the bus or what, what are the ways you're going to get to the gym, right? If the, the, the gym is certain distance away from your home. You just need to get off your bed. That's the first step. <laughs> Literally, simple as that. Second step, open your wardrobe, right? Followed by putting on your gym clothes. Let's just start with that. Once you wear the gym clothes... It's not going to immediately, magically inspire you to go and work out. No. But what it does is, is that it illustrates the action is both the effect of motivation and the cause of it. So by focusing on the next small step, you put yourself in a position where, you know what, I really put on my gym attire. What's going to happen? Let's step off the house. So you put on your shoes. You open the gate. You step off the house and then you feel like, okay, what's next? I'm ready out of the house. I got to catch a bus. True. Or if I... I took a brisk walk to the gym. Don't even think about how are you going to conquer the sets or if it's legs day, how are you going to feel tomorrow? None of that shit. Just walk yourself to the gym and let the next step cover you and take you through the journey. So that's the, that's the number one tip that I realised and I applied that. Made me get off my, my, my date zone and spur me to apply a job. So when I opened the... the the job portal, I'm like, okay, let's just start with applying this job. But, oh man, I don't know if I really want this job, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Let's just start with creating an account for a particular company. Logging in, typing a little bit of password that's like bread and butter. Did I just give away my password? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, you get my point, man. Something simple. So that's, that's, that's what I want to share. It relates to that area. That's quite similar to what the... I, f- I forgot his name but the well general for Navy SEAL for 37 years Very oh I know what I'm talking about yeah, so he speaks with a very low voice you know if you want to start your day on the right notes start by making your bed in my 37 what years what if I have no bed <laughs> you make a floor you have to sleep somewhere right he's really really low voice uh, <clears throat> it's the same as something similar right where you wake up, what, what is the most immediate thing that you do when you wake up? You, your bed is a mess, right? So right. he advocates uh, actually doing your bed, right? So, well, do you actually have to do that when you were in DMT? Was it a rule set upon you? Yes. What's right? But the truth is the leaders don't come and check on. Uh. They, they were busy sleeping. <laughs> yeah, the people... Uh, I was I was from the diving team, so okay, okay, yeah. So the yeah, was similar la, similar. Yeah. So they 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 had an advocate for it la. Okay. Yeah. So, so for sure. But what's interesting is that uh, 
You know how how I realized one of the myths is or goal setting is extremely important. Right. But you know what, setting goals. It's extremely important, right? But what I realized is that when you have a goal and no action plan, you're gonna procrastinate, man. So why not focus more on habits? That one of which is which are one of the topics that you let and you talk about it. And follow the very simple principle, which is the do something principle, man. Uh, I I have to agree with you. So for me, right, uh, if I have a goal and I have no action plan, it makes me panic even more because. If I don't act on it, like, within the day, if I start to procrastinate, it becomes further and further away. And there's this, the initial growth, and because you have no action plan as to what should I actually do first, it actually becomes like a, it grows from a stone to become a boulder, and then it becomes something that you just like, oh, that's when you start panicking, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's something like, uh, one of the theories you shared with me earlier about Something stay in motion. What was that? Ah. Is that the, the illustrative point of that, that point that you yeah, were sharing? Yeah, I wanted to come back to it. Okay. Later on, but, yeah, what I meant for that was, for example, let's say you are in a, working in a job and then you have a deadline. Okay. A project. Everyone has it, right? Right. <laughs> I used to have the, when I was younger than you, my first few jobs, I, wow, I was, I was a perfectionist. <laughs> So I knew what I had to do, but I always had this habit of waiting until the last minute to do it. And what, why do you think that is though? That's very interesting. What, what, what do you think is the root of this procrastination? Honestly, for me, I felt like I was overconfident in my ability to hit that timeline without actually going through a detail. So I was never a detailed person at the, when, I, when I was younger. So... I never knew timeline and execution. How do you actually manage it? It's usually a lot more complex than what you think it is. But once you start diving into things, then you realize there's stakeholders, there's vendors to contact, things like that. So I often go into a trouble of, wow, the deadline is coming and things are not done yet. Oh my God. Of course, there are people still struggling with it, but the, so the only way that I could actually overcome it was I need to go through a few rounds of... Um, you know, getting whipped in the ass by my by my bosses, and then once it's painful in me, and then I realize that okay, there is a bit of dissonance in terms of what I perceive can be done in the timeline and what can actually be done. So, okay, so th- so that's more towards project management. But did you? Okay, so let me share with you my theory on the, the root of procrastination. And this can apply to any task, going to the gym, uh, finally sending that dreaded email. Explaining to your boss why you are not un- you are, why you are underperforming or going through a certain problem, or procrastinating on making the university applications for our students out there, or even for people who are like in my position, applying for their jobs, it is actually a deep lying fear, rooted within you. Okay, it can be a lot of things. Personally, for me, I feel that it could be the fear of rejection from the company. Mm. That is harboring me, that is preventing me from actually applying subconsciously. It can be anything, but the beautiful mm. and the scary thing about it is that subconsciously you may not realize it. You may have many different reasons that what you think, or maybe you you have a lot of stakeholders to handle, you're yeah. overconfident in your ability. But I feel, in my opinion, 
it all goes back down to the deep lying fear. It can be the fear of ruining your own reputation. It can be the fear of hurting your own self-image and ego about okay. doing particularly about I have something. Some, what do you uh, think about that, man? Yeah, I have a fantastic point. Yeah, you, 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 you actually brought up some very deep seated emotions that somehow I... Please uh, share, please share. Uh, now is the time. Now is the time. So, I was a normal academic student. Okay. So, something that I looked back and then I realised was I always had this uh, there's always a chip on my shoulder in ensuring that I prove to others that I'm smart because I was always perceived as someone that's not smart when I was younger. It had very big underlying uh, self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, within me but when I was younger I couldn't realise it. So, <clears throat> one thing that was a symptom of that was when I was given instructions at work, right, I didn't dare to ask specific questions. Because I was afraid that I would look stupid. So, some job tasks was being assigned, things like that. Things like that. And any questions, you know, when no, nobody asked, I never asked. Because ah, you know, I, that's I don't want to look, right, want to look right. stupid. Because, like, well, everyone got it, right? So, well, if, I they, if, ask, right? Yeah, if they can get it, I can get it, right? But no, but, but, but no, I don't get it. I should ask. So, I was fearful of looking stupid. So, I was trying to protect my own image or rather my own perceived notion that I was going to be perceived as not smart. Yeah. Because yeah. of that fear totally. of looking stupid, I don't ask, and it, it, it drags the work, and then in the end, I got it. <laughs> I got it for my, my boss. So, for a long time, I was right, trying right. to protect it, and in a way, that's why I started, I, I tried to start my career in a more intellectually perceived, you know, where right, higher right. class sector as well. So, but, yeah, even during the course of my first few jobs, it was the same thing, I was afraid of looking stupid. So, even during meetings, like, when you had to ask proper questions to, to clients and things like that, I, after a brief, you know, I, it, it was so weird that I was asking myself, like, dude, there's nothing wrong with asking. Why aren't, right. why am I not asking? But then I realised that, shit, because I'm in a room filled with intellectually smart people, they got it in the in the in the, in the grass. It's, it's just because no one does it, and then you fear looking stupid. Yeah. Because no one actually asks that question. And then in a workplace environment, it's a bit more complicated because you want to impress your boss, yeah, you want to yeah. impress your client, you have your own self interest. Yes. Yeah. And that might affect your that will affect your job performance. It will affect whether your clients think highly of you, things like that. That adds more pressure to the meeting in you trying to make sure that right. you you look smart and you don't dare to ask. And that's where you don't ask. Then you start to snowball and drag and then the procrastination right. comes and then you are afraid of looking stupid because you didn't ask. It's a cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whoa, cycle. yeah. So it was a fantastic point. Yeah, you raised it. Definitely. Right? It definitely. was something that I faced a lot. So man, uh, what we have today so far is to wrap up the strategies towards dealing with this procrastination thing first. No, I go back to your purpose. Yeah. I still have two more things left. Oh, please. So sorry, yeah. If it inspires you. Um so, I think one of the feedback that we got from our listeners was, you know, is there any sort of empirical things that they can go back with? Okay. So, I, I, I have two. So, one of it is, um, if you, uh, for you listeners, you can Google uh, David Allen's best-selling book on getting things done. Okay. So, I think it's rated very highly in terms of like a management book. So, the key thing about the book that I really like is, uh, the key tip that he has is about... Mm-hmm. If something takes 
two minutes to accomplish or do, do that thing first. Great. Super any, simple. A, any simple examples, man, for, for our anything, dear friends? Anything less than two minutes, so it can be... Okay. Washing your teeth. Washing your teeth. Okay, la, for me, I, I need three minutes. La. I yeah. need an extra minute because I don't really practice oral hygiene according to you. Yeah, I mean, in the military context, <laughs> right? In the, in the military context, it can be sleeping with your... Let's say if you're part of an emergency team, sleeping with your boots on. Right, but right, in the right. work context, uh, just start your computer, right? <laughs> Less than two right. minutes, unless your computer is right. on uh, some... Making a phone call. We can make a game out of this. We can go all day. Yeah. Listing things under two minutes, ready, go. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? So something less than two minutes, get done first, bam, bam, bam. And then that leads me to the second point, which is about uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Oh, so wow. I've heard that uh, name for a long time. Okay. Yeah. So if you... His most famous... Uh, story is about him on the apple tree, the apple tree drops on him. So right. his deduction there was the objects, Newton's law. Yeah, Newton's law, right? So objects at rest mm-hmm. tend to be tend to stay at rest. Mm-hmm. And objects in motion tend to stay at motion. Unless right, you are the, right. the apple that hits him, right? Right. So that he found is applicable to humans as well. So once you do you do something that's uh, under two minutes, you, you just just start doing easy things first and your emotion more often than not you tend to stay in motion right. and it's a lot easier to get started once you've actually gotten started with the easier things first yeah so David, David Allen and Science and Newton and the last one is of course my point is that whenever you have something that you're really procrastinating on I think it's important to break it down so mm-hmm. if it's eating forced to eat vegetables or something you know or if it's sending that email or making that cold call something daunting a big project yeah. for example that takes 6 months correct this, this is a consulting skill as well if you have a problem break it down so similarly if it's something that you're procrastinating with break it down uh, so for if it's a making a cold a, a cold call that you're afraid of well break it down la. so you have to first find a number right <laughs> find who the person is it is that you're contacting and, right. what, and what he's doing Decide and then, what you want to say. Yeah, and, decide, and then decide what you want to say. Have and a then, script. And then have a script and then pick up a call. So right. that's five steps, right? Right. More often than not, if you if you if you just think I need to call the person, I need to call the person, I need to call the person, mm-hmm. and you're not calling, something is wrong, right? But once you exactly. start, wait, what's his number? Hey, what does he do? Hey, um, what is the script that I want to talk to you about? If you finish to the fourth step, when you when it's time to pick up the phone and call, it becomes natural. Because it's as if you know the person already. So it's a lot easier to to mm-hmm. get started once you break down the thing that you're procrastinating upon and actually okay fo- and focusing on the part that you enjoy most. Mm-hmm. So let's say for the co-call example, you are always, if, if you are a researcher, do the researching parts first, right? Get your script done and then sooner or later you will get to the, get the, the calling part. Get the part out that you're enjoyable and let momentum take you through basically. Yeah. Right? Break it down, right. do the part that you enjoy most first. And then yeah, then the moment they take you. That's awesome, man. That's a great recommendation. I, I would I would do that as well. I mean I'm trying to practice it at yeah, work as well. I mean it works now. It's great. So do you have anything uh anything last to last uh, to fill up the pie? We have a lot of a lot on our plate to wrap it up for our friends here, oh, man. Wow. So a lot of things that we can add on for this. <laughs> but uh, uh, we will definitely build on this line uh, in the future. It's a very big topic. Yeah. For sure, for sure, yeah. definitely. But we hope that... And it's know, also a big problem that is not really talked about or 
or rather you, you the more you talk about it the more you you procrastinate uh. so, so, so you just do uh, uh, you, know what, you know what I mean but uh, yes we have uh, let's, shall we wrap up the topic and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, of course if you need references can go ahead and find that find Sir Isaac Newton's story or the book that you talk about yeah James Allen's book right David yeah. Allen's book yeah, yeah. David book, yeah. so we how to tackle procrastination the bread and butter issue to this week will be for you go back let's go back to our purpose on why we're doing certain things mm. that's the big picture of it and then if it's a big problem break it down in simple steps settle and work on the step that you enjoy most right that's the next thing and after you've done the next enjoyable step let the momentum Carry don't even overthink things just just do something principle right yep. just apply the do something principle and realizing that the root of procrastination is the deep lying fear about something and it's perfectly normal just focus on the strategy that we talked about today breaking things into something simple and enjoyable do the first step and let the momentum carry on and we hope that by following this game plan you'll be able to improve right your skill of defending procrastination what yeah, do you defending. think so? yeah of course I think it's great and just know that we are in this together with you. We are both of us procrastinating yes, in our yeah, own daily are, stuff. Exactly. We are struggling every day. But you know what? We are all in this together. Let's move forward together. And there is always... Um, I mean, all of us have our battles to fight. Yep. But when it comes to procrastinating, you, it's, it's a cycle that we, we, we talked about previously. And there's a way to get out of a cycle. Yep. Believe in that method. Yeah. There are good days. There are bad days. Let's just try to keep consistent. Alright man, so with that, we hope you enjoyed our first renamed <laughs> podcast called the Bread, Bread and, and Butter, Butter Podcast. We'll see you next week. Next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.